Allah begins by saying, وَجَاهِدُوا فِي اللَّهِ حَقَّ جِهَادِهِ Struggle, jihad means struggle. Struggle with no goal before you except Allah. Be clear that every struggle you're making, Allah is in your vision. And do that in the way that Allah deserves. I'm being very rough and easy with the translation for the purposes of khutbah. Struggle for the sake of Allah the way He deserves it. Try to do things for Allah the way He deserves it. Now, the issue is that that's practically impossible. None of us prays to Allah the way He deserves it. None of us thanks Allah the way He deserves it. None of us obeys Allah the way He deserves it. None of us remembers Allah the way He deserves it. That's impossible. No matter how much you do, you and I can never actually fulfill how much Allah actually deserves. Allah says He unleashed His favors on you, the ones you can see and the ones you can't even see. The ones that are obvious and the ones that are hidden away. How can I even thank Allah for things I can't even acknowledge? I don't even know they're hidden from me and they're being done to me. Favors that are happening inside of my body right now that are happening from Allah, I'm not even aware of them. And yet, Allah knows that He's doing them, I can't. One of the most fa favored slave of, uh, slaves of Allah, one of the most grateful human beings of Allah, Allah describes Ibrahim salam saying, Shakiran li an'umihi. He was grateful to Allah's favors. But the word an'um is, for those of you who know a little bit of sarf, it's considered jam'u killa, which means he was grateful for only a few favors of Allah. It doesn't mean many favors, it means a few favors. Now that sounds inappropriate. Ibrahim salam was grateful for a few favors of Allah. Well, no, actually compared to the number of favors Allah has done, a human being, even if they spent their entire life being grateful like Ibrahim salam, that would only amount to a few favors that you were actually able to be grateful for. And there's so many unlimited more that you and I cannot even count, much less be grateful for. So Allah says, وَإِن تَعُدُّوا نِعْمَةَ اللَّهِ لَا تُحْصُوهَا If you try to count or encircle, completely grasp the favor of Allah, you can't. And in that remarkable ayah, he didn't even say the favors of Allah. If you were to, you and I can't even fully appreciate one favor of Allah. نِعْمَةَ Allah. That's ismu jins here, it's mufrad also. One single favor of Allah I can't fully appreciate. One favor of Allah is my ability to see. One single favor of Allah. In how many ways is that one single favor of Allah helping me? I can't even count. How many ways has it saved my life? How many ways is it providing for me? How many ways is it giving me joy? How many ways is it preventing harm from, from me? It's, the, it's countless. Per second, it's countless. So even one favor we can't. Now I come back to the point. Allah says, I want you to struggle for me the way I deserve it. And I'd like to give you a comparison again to help we visualize this problem. You go for a job interview and you don't know any programming. You're not a programmer, you have no technical background, your resume under technology says Google and Microsoft Word and that's pretty much it. You know nothing else. And you go for this job interview and the interview says, yeah, well, for this job you need the following coding languages and at least 10 years experience in this language, this language, and he starts listing languages. And you're just listening there, sitting, and you have to have management experience, and you've had to have developed mobile apps for at least five years, and you have to have a portfolio of at least 20 projects. And he's going on and on and on, and you're sitting there, it's a 30 minutes this guy's going on, and you're sitting there going, can he just stop so I can say sorry, this is not me, and I can leave and save myself the embarrassment? Because he's looking at your resume that has none of those qualifications, and he's telling you how impossible this job is for you. I mean, how am I qualified for that? 
And at the end of that interview, he looks at you and says, congratulations, you start tomorrow. Well, if he said that, you'd be saying, no, I, I, that's not me. I can't do that job. I'm not qualified for this. Why are you choosing me? Allah says to you and me, you will struggle for me the way I deserve. My immediate response is, I'm not qualified. How am I qualified? This is way up here. And I'm way down here. I think you might have me, somebody else might be a better fit for this job. And Allah then says, Now He says, He, in fact, He alone has chosen you. He's the one that's chosen you. First, He gives the impossible job description. Then He says, You're the right fit for the job. And the word He used, ijtiba, is different from, remember for istifa, I said it's a choice. Allah owes no explanation. There's no explanation. Like He chooses prophets, messengers. You don't ask him why. But when you say ijtiba, it comes from the word jabu. And jabu actually was used when you collect taxes back in the day. And taxes were collected from those who were qualified. They made enough kind of money. If somebody's homeless, you can't collect taxes from them. They have to have a minimum kind of income, so they qualify, and then you make that choice. Now, let me put that in simple words for you. Some of you work, for example, you're fixing your car. Or you're, fixing some, you're putting furniture together. And there's a screw and you have to tighten that screw. You have to pick the right kind of tool for this kind of job, you understand? You can't pick a hammer for this. You need a screwdriver and the right kind of screwdriver, you understand? When you pick the right tool for the right job, that's called ijtiba. When something fits the job and you make that choice, that's called ijtiba. What I'm trying to get at is Allah sees in you and He sees in me something that He decided of all the other billions of people in the world you should get to say La ilaha illallah. You should get to say Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He sees something in you that qualifies you to struggle for him. He selected you. And it's a wise, it's the right fit for the job. I don't even see that qualification in myself. He sees it. He sees it. And now I take you back to the example I gave you. The guy says you start your job tomorrow. Clearly you're not qualified. Even if you bring me to the job and sit me on a desk with a keyboard in front of me and you want me to start coding, I'm just going to write my personal story. Maybe my resignation letter is what I'll be typing. I don't know what else I, I can do. And he knows. And he says, look, I know you're confused. I know you don't think you know what you're doing. But I know talent when I see it. I've been doing this a long time. And I know you're capable of this. And I know for a fact when I train you, this is going to be easy for you. You're going to be surprised at yourself. In other words, your interviewer sees something in you, you can't even believe about yourself. Allah Azza wa in the next phrase of this ayah says, وَمَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ مِنْ حَرَجْ He did not place any discomfort in the religion for you. Listen to these words. Haraj actually means tightness of chest, discomfort, hard to breathe. This is haraj. He didn't put any restriction, difficulty, anxiety, pressure in the religion for you. In other words, first Allah says you have an impossible job, and even though you're not qualified, you're chosen, then He gives you comfort and says, listen, I know you think you're not qualified, I'm going to make this easy for you. You know you, it looks impossible, but I'm the one who makes it easy. What cannot be looked at as easy or you know, something you can progress in or something you can ever be able to do, 
Allah will remove the difficulties from your path. Any difficulty whatsoever, I have not put for you in the way of your religion. So you take a sigh of relief. Okay, Allah said He's going to make it easy. I can do this. I got this. And then come the next words of this ayah. Allah says, Millata abikum Ibrahim. He says, You are the continuity of the legacy of your father, Ibrahim. So he makes reference to which prophet? Ibrahim alayhi salam. Now hold on a second. Ibrahim alayhi salam, of all the prophets, Ibrahim alayhi salam. Because when you think of Ibrahim alayhi salam and the struggles he had to do, they were pretty easy, right? I mean, he only had to leave his family in the middle of a desert and walk away. And when his son finally grew up, he only had to take a knife and... Or he had to, even when he was younger, he had to challenge his own father, take on the entire town, get thrown into a fire. When you think of the things Ibrahim salam had to do, you don't think of easy tests. Allah Himself says, When Allah tested, when His Master tested Ibrahim salam thoroughly, these weren't easy tests. This is the kind of test that no human being you know, after Him was given. The way that he was tested. And yet Allah says, you, this job that you have, is actually a continuity of the same legacy as who? Ibrahim alayhi salam. So a moment ago he said, things are going to be easy, relax. And you feel relaxed and he says, by the way, you're on the same train as Ibrahim alayhi salam. And you get like, uh, what fire am I going to have to jump into? What's, what's, what's happening here? I thought this was easy. This is a profound lesson from Allah. Allah is telling you and me that Ibrahim alayhi salam, I asked him to jump into a fire. I asked him to leave his family in the middle of a desert. You guys, those, some, some of you are family men. Some of you have children, wife and children, and you travel with them. When you travel two hours in the summer in Texas, can we stop? Can we get some water? I need some Gatorade. I need soda. I need ice cream. Oh my God, there's a McDonald's. Can we pull over? What air conditioning did they have when they took the road trip to Mecca? What rest stops did they have? Can you imagine? What shade did they, what trees did they get shade under? And when they finally get there, when, when are we going to get there? When is this excruciating journey going to be over? When they get there, they're in the heat of the Meccan desert. And then the father says, I'm leaving. Allah's command, he's leaving. And he's going to leave wife and kid behind. Your wife and child, if they're at the airport and you're one hour late to pick them up, when you're 30 minutes late or you're texting them, they don't text you back. What happens to you? You start getting a heart attack. What happened to them? Where are they? I've been calling for 30 minutes. You haven't picked up. The phone was ringing. It wasn't going straight to voicemail. Where were you? What's wrong with you? Why did I get you a phone anyway? 30 minutes of no contact. You go insane. Can you imagine what Ibrahim went through? That, that, that crying baby and that, his mother in the middle of the desert. That they walk away. To not know what's going on with your child. Sometimes you're late to pick up your kid from school. You know, and you got stuck in traffic. And nobody at the school is picking up. And you don't know where your child is until you get there. What your child goes through, what you go through. Ya Rab, this, the, the trials of Ibrahim were so massive. They're so difficult to comprehend. I can't imagine, when, when, you know, our children, when they're even playing near a swimming pool, we run and pull them away. When our two, three-year-old is going to grab a knife, we, hey, get away from there. Put that away. Put, put everything dangerous in the middle of the table so they can't reach and get it. And now you have your own son and you have to take a knife and you have to put it on his neck. We, this is beyond imagination. Allah says when He can make that easy, 
when he can make that easy? What are you going to complain about? Did he, did he ask you to jump into a fire? Did he ask you to leave your family in the middle of a desert? I've put you on the same track as Ibrahim salam. He can make those things easy. You have nothing left to worry about. You're on that legacy. Millata abikum Ibrahim.